Now more than ever, consumers expect comprehensive and efficient digital solutions when making purchases and managing them. But what does that mean for organizations, individuals, and suppliers within the complex world of travel? This podcast episode is part of a special mini-series of Arc Talk called Omnichannel Chatter, where we sit down with experts and key players in the industry to talk about all things omnichannel retailing. Let's dive in. Welcome everyone to Omnichannel Chatter. I'm Shelly Younger here at ARC, and I want to introduce you to my colleague, Sarah Boyd. Sarah? Hi, uh, Sarah Boyd here, and uh, today we have Michelle Roos with us from FCM Travel. So welcome, Michelle. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into travel? Sure, thank you, Shelly. So, uh, I'm uh, the Chief Product Officer, as you mentioned, for FCM Travel and really kind of responsible for our digital experience for our customers. So everything that we have is customer facing that fits in the technology space falls under my, uh, my area of responsibility. And I kind of have been born into travel, uh, living and breathing it my entire life. My grandfather worked at Air Canada. My parents both worked at Air Canada. I worked there for a little bit then moved on to Amadeus for 11 years and now have been with the Flight Center Travel Group for four years. So I, I love the industry, I'm passionate about it. I'm an avid traveler myself and uh, yeah, just happy to be here. It is in your blood. <laughs> D- DNA, I think it might be Absolutely. in DNA. Exactly. Um, great, so um, I'm gonna launch into a few questions, but um, if, uh, you know, you work for SC- FCM Travel. Can you explain how that fits into the larger flight center organization and then explain a, b- a bit more about what FCM Travel does? Sure. So uh, FCM Travel is a, is a multinational travel management company. Uh, so looking at our, our global uh, customers as well as kind of the, the large national or enterprise uh, level customers helping them defining travel objectives uh, for their program, you know, what they want to do, looking at their, you know, helping them with their travel policy definition. So how they want to do it and helping, helping with supplier selection, whether it's uh, content suppliers, uh, whether it's uh, service providers or, or even technology partners. So, you know, working with them and and seeing how they want to work and, and things like risk management. So a number of different services there. Uh, and we provide the tools and services that allow customers to really travel remotely and do business. Uh, as you mentioned, we're, we're part of the Flight Center Travel Group, which is one of the largest global travel agencies uh, working in both leisure and uh, corporate space. We've got a sister brand as well in a number of markets that kind of focus on the SME uh, segment uh, of the industry uh, called Corporate Traveler. Great. Thank you. Great. Well, can you tell me what are... What would you consider some of the challenges that FCM Travel tries to overcome for your customers? Uh, we, we're, we're trying to uh, address uh, sort of the, the space a little bit differently. And we, we, we don't position ourselves to want to be number one. We want to be sort of the number one alternative to kind of the, the, the mega CMCs, focusing a little bit more on flexibility uh, and agility while still providing global consistency um, in terms of our, our experience, our user experience, or uh, in terms of application of, of policies. So a little bit more flexible and agile 
I'd say, um, and really trying to build a platform that allows our, our travel customers. So we, we, we look at uh, our customers as travel customers and supply customers uh, on, on the supply side. So really looking at building an open platform that allows our travel customers to connect with our supply customers. And by supply customers, are you referring to airlines and hotels? airlines, hotels, ground transportation? Uh, and we're, we're seeing, you know, uh, I think we're, we're looking at things around sustainability, offsets, uh, risk management providers, like all of those we see as, as kind of supply customers. That's awesome. We, you know, we're, ARC is very airline focused. So it's, it's interesting to hear from folks in the industry who are looking at sort of the, the complete journey. Definitely. It, it really, really, I think that's our that's our role to play in, in, in the TMC space is to kind of help connect all of these aspects of, of travel uh, for, for our for our travel customers. Awesome. So as you think about your competitors, what makes you different or what do you really consider your space in the travel industry? So, so clearly, as mentioned, we're we're a, we're a TMC, and that means you know first and foremost, uh, we're about a, a delivering a service. We're a service provider for our customers. Um, so that means we're we're more than than a technology company, and even sort of my team, which is the technology team, we need to think of ourselves as more than than technology providers. Um, technology is important for delivering our services. Um, and we want to focus on delivering kind of a consumer grade uh, technology. So something that that is, uh, you know, delightful for our, our customers to use. But the way we kind of look at it is a bit differently than maybe even some of the tech first providers out there is it's it's about AI plus IQ. It, it's people and technology. Um, and our viewpoint on technology is it needs to be an extension of our people. We've always been a service-led uh, company and we believe our people are there to, to help our customers and we don't want to replace that uh, with our technology, but really extend that and bring, bring our people uh, into the number of different uh, sort of channels that our, our customers need us in. Michelle, I, you know, as you were talking, one of the things, if I were kind of stepping outside of being somebody in the industry, and I were going to ask you, what would you tell me is truly different if you were going to try to sell me on FCM Travel and I was going to be a customer? What would you tell me you feel like you do differently than maybe some of the other folks that are that are in the industry doing what you do? So we, we see there's a lot of, you know, some of the, the, the providers out there have through the nature grown to be very flexible. So you can choose a number of different tools, operate in different markets. Uh, um, we can, you know, they can handle a number of different uh, segments or industry types, uh, travel patterns, but the tool set that, that tends to be there tends to be a little bit disjointed. Uh, so we find that customers find, you know, uh, they don't know which tool to go to, to do what type of action. Uh, uh, why is it different in this market versus that market? So things like that. And on the other side, we have some of the, the technology-led entrants that come in and really provide a slick user interface, uh, modern sort of consumer-grade uh, look and feel, but that tends to be focused a lot on kind of specific use cases in the end-to-end -end stack and don't necessarily have the flexibility to allow a different OBT, a different expense provider, uh, work in a different market. And what we're, what we're doing is trying to keep that flexibility 
but also uh, deliver on that user-grade experience. So that's kind of our open platform that will bring a lot of this experience layer on top and plug in through different APIs to deliver the different services underneath. Okay, thank you very much. As, as FCM looks at Omnichannel, what does that actually mean to your company? So Omnichannel, uh, for us, I, I kind of see this as two different ways. So if we look at it from the travel customer side, uh, that really means servicing those customers through whichever channel uh, they want to contact us through, whether it's mobile, web, desktop, chat, email, phone, uh, and there may be even other ways, knock on the door uh, in some markets. Um, so it's about us being able to be there where the customer is and deliver the service that they're looking for uh, through that channel uh, and, and having consistency uh, over that. Um, from the standpoint of our supply customers, that's really about connecting them with our customers through the right distribution channel. So for the right content, whether it's NDC, GDS, Direct Connect, Aggregator, right? There's, there's all these channels of distribution and we need to provide the ways to get that content or those services to our, to our travel customers. I love that tool focus that you guys have both on dealing with the suppliers, but then also in your own products and services, thinking about how you can make them more on each channel. I love that too, Sarah. You, you and I were actually just thinking about the same thing because it's the first time uh, at least I've heard it presented like that. So it's, it's, uh, it's nice to hear that. I think, if, you know, we... We batter around omni-channel a lot. It tends to be a little bit of the new buzzword, <laughs> if you will. Um, what do you think is one of the myths or misnomer that people get confused about when they hear the word omni-channel? <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I think there's yeah there's a couple of of, of myths or or you know, urban <laughs> legends if you want to call them. But, I like um, urban legends. Let's go with that. <laughs> But but I, I think one of them is uh, that omni-channel is confusing. Uh, it 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 it's complicated, and it it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, I, I really see, as I mentioned, the role of the TMC. Uh, I really think it's it's our job to make this as seamless as experience for our our travel customers and our supply customers as possible. So, without losing that choice, you know, without saying, okay, well this is the way you've got to do it um we we need to provide that that piping that 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 connectivity that access uh, underneath so that flexibility but hide it behind something that's a, a little bit more clean consistent consumer grade experience um you know if, if we look at as mentioning our our take on is is the platform we're building so we don't even brand the same, it's, it's the FCM platform. It's, it's what we offer as our technology platform. And we look at that kind of like the wrapper around the technology in, uh, or the travel ecosystem. So all that complexity sits within inside that and, and trying to bring it forward in a, in a sort of clean, consistent way. I think the other kind of uh, uh, challenge or myth out there or, or <laughs> urban legend is that uh, some services can only be rendered through specific channels. Um, and we've seen that in the past, you know, that, that oh, to do this, I've got to go on the mobile. To do this, I've got to call an agent, right? And, and omni-channel should be exactly that, omni-channel, not selective channel. Um, so with the advancements of some of the tech out there, the adoption of some of the tech, uh, we're really seeing that, that this is making this much more feasible and it allows us to, to, to be there 
and deliver the right service at the right time through the right method of, of communication or the right channel. I'm totally picking up on the term selective channel as the opposite of omni-channel. I love that too. I want to add something in here, if you don't mind, Sarah, real quick. Given given Michelle's just his background and experience and length of time in the industry, if you take off your FCM travel hat for a second and just put on your, let's, let's just say your corporate traveler hat, um, what would you most want to change in this omni-channel as we're going through this, the airline is going through this effort to go truly omni-channel. What do you want to see that's different? Know who I am. Know who I am every step along the journey. Uh, So whether you're the TMC servicing me, the uh, airline uh, servicing me, the hotel servicing me, or even the, the ground transport company picking me up at the airport, know who I am. Um, and, and there's the, you know, and that, that gets to kind of like the data that we, we need to look at sharing across the, the industry and, and connecting or, or giving each individual traveler, a, a voice of customer, uh, to get back and sort of, uh, uh, share that, that kind of experience across all of the different actors in the, in the, in the travel journey. Thank you for sharing that. I, I share that frustration with you as well. <laughs> I heard you mention consumer grade a few times on several of the answers. Can you go more into detail about what that means? Sure. Um, so as, as we're as we're kind of seeing, um, you know, some of the the the, the leisure focused uh, uh, booking experiences, whether it's inspirational, whether it's the shopping, uh, access to multiple content sources, finding the right the right content, right? A lot of this kind of uh, has spun out of of leisure activities. And that's why we kind of call it consumer grade. It's, it's the consumer going to shop for, for their, their vacation. And if we think of kind of the corporate tools, they've lagged behind a lot traditionally uh, in that space. And it's much more about driving policy, uh, putting, putting barriers. There's a slide I often show, which kind of shows uh, the technology as kind of barriers uh, in a path to get somewhere, you know, yeah. can't do this can't do that. And then what ends up happening is, People go around that. Uh, people just find their own their own way to, to to get what they want. So it actually is detrimental to uh, driving the right behaviors uh, if you don't have an experience that that people love to use. So we've we've switched our our, our focus to be much more uh, um, user focused or user centered design. Uh, doing a lot of research, a lot of uh, user experience research, a lot of. Uh, product research with customers, finding out what the real pain points are, what they would like to see uh, and have. And if someone enjoys using a platform, they'll use it. And then you'll get the outcomes that you that you want as a, as a company. Great. What do you see sort of when you're looking around the industry right now, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges, both FCM travel faces and the travel industry as a whole faces. <laughs> uh, so with, with the with with the risk of of the obvious <laughs> return to travel and and picking up after the the, the pandemic, but it's really kind of uh, what does this new travel dynamic uh, look like? Is it less trips? Is it longer trips? Is it different trips? Uh, you know, uh, we as a company, I think, need to just be agile. 
uh, as a business to react to kind of what our customer needs because I don't think our, our our customers know the answers. We don't know the answers. Uh, the the supply customers don't know the answers. We're all kind of looking around and wondering what's this going to be. The makeup of of a, of a, a company's uh, um, employee base has changed. Right. People move remote. Um, so, you know, what's this going to be? One one thing I think we know for sure because we saw some of this happening even before uh, pandemic hit is there's a big shift in travel programs. So travel programs are no longer primarily cost-driven. I'm not saying everyone was, but they mostly focused on best fares, uh, savings, and things like that. And now we're looking at sustainability being a big element uh, in there, uh, traveler well-being being a big element in there. Part of that is risk management, but part of that's also just employee stress over, over travel. And you know maybe we don't have to travel as much, uh, or maybe we travel in different ways. So these programs are going to change. Uh, our customers are going to have new sets of problems. And I think what we need to just be is agile as customers or as, as uh, TMC, sorry, work with them, understand what those, those new problems will be, and then help them, help them address that through, through our services and through our technology. So you mentioned sustainability in there really quickly. Uh, FCM recently rolled out a new carbon offsetting program. Do you think that omnichannel strategies can help support sustainability goals? So I think, uh, I mean, that's, that's a good question. Uh, I think there's kind of two sides to that as well. So um, first of all, I think achieving sustainability objectives are, are kind of core to, to what we, what we want to do, as, as I said, sort of the travel program uh, are, are evolving this way, but offsetting is only one piece of that. Um, the other, you know, big piece of that is driving the right behavior and the right choices, uh, providing reporting and visibility around that and understanding sort of where uh, a company is in terms of their KPIs and objectives, uh, and then offsetting, you know, where, where, uh, impact to the environment is is unavoidable. Uh, omnichannel from the supply side uh, can add complexity um, uh, because there's you know just different different sets of information. I mean, it's such a, a new uh, a, a part of the the industry. You know, carbon calculations are different from different markets. You've got DEFRA two, you've got greenhouse gas emissions, you've got uh, um, even even more complex uh, formulas that can be used. Uh, and so, you know, trying to to kind of harmonize all of that and make it into something that can be quantified end to end is part of our business. So the simplification uh, falls, I think, on our on our side to help with that. Omnichannel from a traveler booker side, I think, provides us an enormous opportunity to enhance and influence the behavior of, of the traveler or the booker um, and to drive those those right corporate corporate objectives. You know, we're. we're because we're present in more channels uh, and, and through more of the of the user journey from planning, booking, pre-travel, on-trip, post-trip, right? With all those multiple touch points, we have much more opportunity to, to influence that behavior and drive the right objectives. So it's kind of a, a double-edged. Along those, along those lines, I'm just curious your opinion. Um, sometimes these kind of concepts come up in the industry and they tend to be I don't want to say kind of a flash in the pan, uh, but do you think sustainability is is going to be a focus long term, or do you think it is something short term? I, I I definitely think it's something long term. Um, so so absolutely, sustainability is going to be a key pillar uh, going forward. The the degree of which 
will will depend on the customer makeup you know some some customers uh we've talked to say you know it's important that we that we uh address sustainability in travel but travel is only a, a small percentage of our, our overall sustainability strategy uh, and we have a much bigger card to play here and reduce our impact in certain areas other customers will be you know looking at it from a um uh, knowledge gathering they don't know they want to have insights and inputs on onto how they can address it before even formulating a strategy so uh, it's definitely here to stay uh to what degree uh, i think that is going to depend on the customer and we have to be able to to address all the needs Arc Travel Demand offers timely visibility into air travel activity from the industry's most accurate and comprehensive airline sales and traffic data. Users gain insight into the current travel environment and upcoming travel demand with data up to 12 months in the future and five years of historical data for benchmarking. I'm gonna switch gears on you just a little bit, Michelle. Um, last year, we saw that FCM invested in a business travel startup called Shep. Can you tell us a little bit about what that startup does and how does it fit in with your overall FCM travel vision? Uh, absolutely, so, so Shep was an exciting opportunity uh, we, we saw to kind of um, further extend our, our, our reach or our ability to have those those multiple touch points with our with our uh travel community so chef's basically a tool uh that allows us to overlay different web channels that are not traditionally uh used or outside of the tmc or company uh kind of sphere or ecosystem so it could be like a supplier.com or ota.com where a traveler might find themselves trying to go around that barrier uh, and do their own thing uh and it's kind of a, a browser extension that allows us to, to sit on top and, and reinforce company policy or objectives, even if the traveler's not within kind of the traditional, the traditional channels. Um, you know, one, one way to think of it is kind of like a digital assistant that can help travelers and bookers make better choices and smarter choices when booking related related travel travel services. It's it's our maximizing our global consistency uh, while also keeping that that flexibility uh, strategy. So, you know, apologies if this is going to sound like a very basic question, but I, I'm, I'm looking, trying to look at it, too, from others in the audience that may or may not have as much experience. But so if I'm one of if I'm one of your customers, one of your corporate customers and Shelly Younger decides to go a little rogue and go to airline.com to book my travel as opposed to through uh, the tools offered by FCM. Does Shep help you kind of put barriers around that or is that still sort of going outside so, of the circle? Yeah, so so it allows us to have that touch point at airline.com and then we work with the customer to understand what's, what's the behavior you want to drive when you get to airline.com. Is it notify the traveler, hey, you're at airline.com, you should go back to uh, uh, corporatebookingtool.com. Or is it informing them, don't forget when you book here, you're gonna use your credit card, please forward your invoice with you know this information into the, into the expense system. Or is it 
hey, you're going short haul. Maybe you should you should look at other uh, sustainable options. Don't take the, the the long haul route or something. You know that there's a number of different things we can drive to help customers get to their to their their objectives, even if they're going outside of where we normally have kind of policy uh, put in place. Awesome. As you're looking like forward into the future, where do you see the industry going and where maybe do you wish it would go? <laughs> um, where do I see the industry going? Um, I mean, Make out your crystal ball, Michelle. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... So I think there, there's, you know, massive change uh, undergoing in, in this space. Um, you know, a couple of themes are, you know, the re- return to travel, right? The pandemic, we talked about uh, the major changes in the travel programs uh, that are coming into this space. Airlines and hotels are innovating as well in terms of the content they want to push through, which is exciting to, to see innovation and content beyond three classes uh, um, of service uh, and, and some of the distribution strategies that are in place there. We're seeing a, a huge influx of startups into the business, bringing fresh ideas, bringing new technology to the table, addressing problems that were outside of the traditional kind of problems we'd, we'd look to address. And I think this is pushing our customers to demand better and better uh, tools, better and better service uh, from us, better and better uh, technology. So again, goes back to that focusing on the user experience uh, and the entire customer journey um, and removing some of that complexity. So I think it's, as a creator, uh, I think it's an absolutely exciting time. A creator, it's time to solve solve some problems. It's, it's a massive opportunity uh, in the industry. And I also feel that even despite kind of the challenges we've had in the last 18 to 24 months, there's a massive energy uh, here. You know, I've, I've, I've gone to a few trade events uh, recently uh, in, in Europe, and there's just an excitement. There's a buzz. There, there's a feeling like things are changing. Um, and that's always a, a, a great time to be in the industry. Do you think that COVID made people relook at at some of the things they thought were permanent and things that couldn't change? You stole my question, Sarah Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think it, it, it made companies think of, what, you know, what, why are we traveling? Uh, and I think we're going to be pushing more towards purposeful travel uh, rather than uh, uh, traveling for, for, for travel's sake. So I think it's going to push us to purposeful travel, which means we're going to have to look at getting additional data points in so that customers can understand, are we achieving that? So all these kind of things coming in. Uh, and I think actually the pause, the, the pause that we had, uh, I don't know if uh, it's the same for, for you, but I've never been busier uh, in the period of time that we're not traveling. And I think that's giving a lot of people time to think uh, and reflect and and uh, challenge the the what was the status quo? I I seriously could not agree more. I'm not. I only remember maybe one or two other times in my industry life here that I've been as busy as I am as we are now. So you're you hit the nail on the head. Um, one of the things we were gonna you kind of already really mentioned it, Michelle, but kind of what excites you about kind of our industry. Is there anything more that you want to add to that? Is there something personally where you are just kind of amped up about? <laughs> I, I, I'm amped up at the new technology that's there. So I, 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 I uh, kind of 
looked at kind of the complexity and and under that and I've you know I've been with the GDS for 11 years and I understand that it's not so easy there's a lot going on connecting the 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 departure control systems the 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 property management systems the you know all of that the 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 reservation systems all of that is complex stuff and there's always been kind of well this plumbing is means we have to do uh, stuff in a certain way and seeing the 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 advances in technology that are there uh the opportunities to to kind of change some of that and leverage kind of the the, the shifts we're seeing that we talked about it's just super super exciting super motivating I can actually, uh, I know this is an audio, you know, only, but I can actually feel the excitement coming from you. So that's, that's really nice to see. <laughs> I would actually like uh, your thoughts on kind of where you see the, the industry going. Um, you know, do, do you, what do you think is, is, is kind of some of the, 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 the major factors that are going to drive kind of the, the airline industry uh, in the next uh, year or so? Ooh. What do you, what, I'll, I'll give you a couple of thoughts. Um, I do think in terms of your comment about purposeful travel, that completely rings true for me. I think airlines are going to have to really be a lot more flexible and with the options that they give their customers, specifically, for instance, around unused values. Um, that's a key item for us. Um, and how how things happen in the retail industry are so different than how they happen in the airline industry. You know, if I return a coat to a store, I get, you know, either get my money back or I get a credit. And I know exactly how much credit I have. I know where I can use it. And I know how it's stored. And in the airline industry, that's not that's not the case a lot of the time, and especially at the corporate level. So yeah. we I see, I, I think Sarah and I both see a lot of changes coming in the payment space and in how we manage payments and unused values. So that's a small sliver of the pie, but I think it's actually going to be a very important sliver, especially given what happened during COVID. I, I would 100% agree with that. Yeah, I think as you look at coming out of COVID, there, they, it threw some airline norms out the window, right? Change fees for the major U.S. carriers are, for the most part, gone. And that was something that you never thought was going to happen. And so people are starting to question, well, what else can I change? And I also think that people wish they had had more flexibility. You know, the airlines wanted to change ticket validity and expand it outward. And that was very stressful and very complex to do. And so people are looking for easier solutions to provide that flexibility for the next big market event. I think that makes to total sense. Kind of put a, a renewed focus back on what was kind of a given, which was the acquisition of customer. And yep. now it's got to, you know, we've got to refocus on, on how do we bring that customer back and deliver what they what they need. I think another thing, too, is looking at at the possibilities that you could combine, for instance, in the in the more traditional corporate world, you could have waivers and favors and you had those in a bank um, you had unused values. Maybe there's 
customer point system right, my rewards or points? What if there was a way to combine those into a specialized and unique offer for Michelle when he does shopping, right? Your customer, they want you want them to know you. Well, what about offering you something special given all of those factors? And that's where I would love to see things go. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for the insight. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get right on it. <laughs> well, now we're going to go into what we told you about the lightning round. Um, there'll be, I think it'll be about five questions and we're going to ask them pretty quickly and uh, try to come up with uh, just whatever comes off the top of your head. Uh, as an answer. And they're all fun. They're not hard questions and they're mostly travel related. So uh, Sarah, do you- well, they're fun. They're fun to Shelly and I. Because you don't have to answer them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm sitting on the hot seat. <laughs> You're right. You are on the hot seat. So no. You Sarah, can start, Shelly. You want me to go first. Okay. Uh, okay. So Michelle, what is the most beautiful place you've ever visited? Oh, uh, city, Vienna, country, South Africa. Oh, wow. Okay. I love Vienna. So Vienna's beautiful. I've never been to South Africa. So amazing I, place. Um, amazing people. Okay. Thank you. What is your favorite airport? Or if you can't do that, what is your favorite travel experience? Oh, uh, favorite airport is, is, is difficult. I, I kind of liked, uh, Bangkok. That's just because I like the Thai lounge. Uh, that was there. <laughs> massage on the way there. through. I get a massage on the way through to, to Brisbane. Um, but I have to say that the 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 check in experience at, at at Heathrow is also amazing on, on the BA Terminal Five. So. Oh, okay. There you go. I I haven't experienced that. It's like check in is not normally what is mentioned as a positive I, I experience. I'm actually. I can get, <laughs> Gate to lounge in 10 minutes. Wow. Okay. That's impressive. That is impressive. Okay. What's the one book you'd take to a, a deserted island? Freakonomics. Ooh. I love that book. That is awesome. Love you, Freakonomics. Do you listen to the podcast? <laughs> I do. There's an amazing, amazing one that just came on, uh, just released last Thursday. Uh, on uh, the media and and how kind of media is has been sort of coercing some different kinds of messages. I'd highly recommend it. Uh, I haven't listened to that one yet. I have about fantastic. I need to catch up on. So awesome! I love it. Another podcast nerd like me. Okay, sorry, Sarah. Go ahead. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you to give someone? Don't take life so seriously. It should be fun. I love that. Awesome. Love it. And then last, Michelle, would you prefer to have the superpower of invisibility, mind reading, or flight? Flight. 100%. Flight. <laughs> how, did, how did I know you were going to say that? I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I think the question is if anybody doesn't choose that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for playing along with us. Absolutely. We thank absolutely you. appreciate you being here with us and the energy that you brought was just fantastic. And you've given Sarah and I a couple of new terms to throw around. So <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. I, I really appreciate the, the invite to join you. 
Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ARC Talk podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow ARC on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest updates. We look forward to bringing you more in-depth discussions around omnichannel retailing in this series.